Reading from the Brihad Bhagavad Tamrita. Hemalatra, it's chapter four? Yes. Chapter four, text 75. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Saye Shambhalyatas Tattad Vishad Apad Kane Ranat Daryam Dharmam Yashoganam Bhaktim Premap Yadarshayat. By sending poison and many other calamities, one after another, to trouble the Pandavas from their childhood, the Lord deliberately showed their determination, religion, fame, wisdom, devotion, and ecstatic love. Okay, I'm just looking at who's speaking to who. <laughs> Commentary as the individual super soul Lord Krishna arranged for the Pandavas to undergo many troubles. He did this, however, only to broadcast their glories throughout the world. The Lord's pure devotees never perish. And what seems to be their suffering in this world is only for their benefit and glorification. Om Magana Timanandasya. Gananjana Shalakaya Vimutamyena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bhistam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupakadamayam Tadati Sapadantikam Vanchakalpa Turubyascha Kripa Sindhu Bayevacha Patitanam Papane Bio Vaishnave Bio Namonama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siadvaita Gadadhar Shivas Adi Gaur Bhaktivinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare So yesterday greetings from Govardhan, as I sometimes joke, I will name my ashram the Govardhan Hill Tan. Mm -hmm. But it's a vibrant ashram. We just had wonderful kirtan. Yesterday we had our, the day after, but our end of Kartik Italian feast. One time, uh, was an aspiring disciple of mine. He was pure Italian, John Cherini. Even his, his father was born in Italy. And he got a new place in New Jersey because he was a, he, he's, a, he's a person that gave me a car. He's industrious. He's he, a simple guy, got an engineering degree, you know, worked. Shortly after get college, he got me a car. Bought me a car, which I had for. I think the car is still going. I gave it to Sajid Maj's servant. It's like 22, 23 years old. Um. So, I'm very good at branding, you know, advertising. So. He said, Maharaj, I, I want as many people to come to this program. You want to get her a glass of water? 
Ja. Um, I want as many as po people as possible to come to the program. So I said, I have a great idea. Invite your mother to help you cook. She was also a cook. And we'll call it the mother of all Italian feast festivals. And his mother cooked. And everybody came. So yesterday we had our mother of all Italian feasts festival, Govardhan style. Um, and devotees that came, they're still going around. It's like an addiction. Once you get that bob of walking around Govardhan Hill halfway, when it, it uplifts you, you know it's going to uplift your consciousness for the whole day. And everybody knows how easy it is for the consciousness to be dragged down. So once you know that, um, And things are winding down, but not because right now, then many people are coming. I know. I know some Iranian disciple is in, just arrived in Vrindavan. My good friend, Ramatirta, we're going to host him for lunch at the Govardhan Hilton. Um, my friends from Croatia, Sindarananda, and, uh, I got a very nice text message from Sachinandana Swami. He'll be doing his Kirtan Holy Name Retreat. Then there's, after that, there's the Govanan Retreat with Bori Prabhu and Krishna Kata. So at least for two, three months, Govardhan's, you know, quite the place uh, to be. And we have our Harikata. And we're on the Red Bhagavatamrita. And I think everybody here online and here basically has been, um, you know, following this with me. So we're up now where in his deep, humility, both an intellectual understanding and an emotional understanding, intellectual understanding and Shastric understanding. When you have some understanding of what God means, what's up? Someone's come. Yeah. Okay. Come, come in. Hi, Krishna, welcome. Come in. The residents of Govardhan are flooding my room. Five thirty, you can also come for kirtan. We have nice kirtan. Okay. The intellectual understanding is just look in the sky. The universe is a vast, and God is Advayam Gan. He's consciousness, which nothing is different from. And the material world is called Ekpad Vibhuti. I don't think it's a mathematical. And the spiritual world is called tripod. Material world is one quarter vibhuti potency. And then emotional. Anytime you're in love, you have to be humble. Because you put someone else in the center and your life is ruled by their desires. And you, you, you feel sheltered and you feel defection in your heart. So 
and that's that's and and spiritually when it's in relationship to God, what's min para premarup, he's the highest form of love. What are these devotees feeling in their hearts? We may get drops of namba sometimes. When we come to Krishna consciousness, when we're in Kartik, when we're so we may get a drop. But what is the full force of Prema Bhakti? And Nambas is not even Baba. And Baba is not Prema. Baba is Prem Ankur. It's a sprout compared to Prema, which is like the full flower. And Rupa Goswami describes in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu that you can't compare material pleasure just to the relief of liberation. But if you multiply the joy of moksha by a number which is called which is represents infinity, it doesn't equal a drop of the bhakti rasa mrita sindhu, the ocean of devotional service. And it makes sense because if there's God and it's God's pleasure that he puts in the heart of the devotees, why should there be any limit to it? So one is tasting that and knowing that tasting is only possible when you give up your self-centeredness and your, your selfishness. Why would you want glorification? So and because his emotional thing is deflected, so Prahlad pointed to Hanuman because Prahlad was remembering God, but Hanuman was actually in every pore of his body serving God. All his senses were just enlivened, seeing it, you know, seeing everything for service. I remember when I was a, a small realization, I got kicked out of. India once. Been here for over 47 years and I got kicked out once and I missed Kartik and I was in Brooklyn and I was staying in the temple and we were preaching and they had just got back 26-2nd Avenue. And I was going over the Williamsburg Bridge and looking at these, you know, the skyline. Because I was in a preaching mood, you know, it looked like ecstatic because that was something that can be offered to Krishna. So the senses were enlivened in service. It was a different vision. I'm driving over the bridge and seeing the city and the opportunity, the unparalleled opportunity, at least New York City used to give, the unparalleled opportunity for preaching. It's, a, it's, it's this island, and you know, there's like 20 million people there during the day, and there's just so many places where you could just sit down and chant and meet people. Um, and the people were fairly liberal and receptive, and the dust of Srila Prabhupada was in the sidewalks in the street, which is not to be underestimated. Um, So Hanuman, his just senses were seeing, feeling, tasting, hearing, savor. But Hanuman deflected it by saying he didn't have the association of God. And if Narada, you're looking for the topmost recipient of Krishna's mercy. You know, look at these Pandavas. 
And then he describes the mercy in an interesting way that there were a putgana iranat that you God sent by sending many disasters he gave mercy. And it's a very, very interesting phenomenon, which I'm going to write about in the Monday morning greetings, that there's this conjunction of difficulty and suffering and devotion. And anything that inspires a deeper remembrance of Krishna is mercy and happiness. And a lot of times that comes with the difficulties that one Faces. I, I just thought of, of, of one other instance, which I may write about. When I was in Vrindavan running the school, one of my teachers on the day off went to the British Council Library and he met the principal of the Indian Military Academy. And the Indian military is one of the most sophisticated and educated militaries in the world. You can have third world country, but you can't be on the borders of China and Pakistan and have a third world army. And so I got the card and I contacted the guy, he and I, the principal, and I went up there. And it was a spectacular institution in the place where Dronacharya had trained Arjuna on the foothills of the Himalayas. And I went in there and I preached to him. And he actually joined ISKCON, the principal of the Indian So it was a very, it was like a real triumphant kind of visit. And on the way back, I'm taking like a 10 hour bus. Because in, in those days, like Lakshmi Moni was here and she explained too that, you know, we took public transportation. You know, it was Krishna's money. It wasn't like now where Iskand is like has so much money it doesn't know what to do with it. There's so many temples. And in, the, in Delhi, there's 17, 18 temples. Every Indian is building a temple in his <laughs> his village practically. Um, but we didn't have money then. So, you know, we really careful with money. So I got on the bus and I was in the back. The only place was a back seat. You know, it's not even like a seat, you know, the back. And it was hot out and dusty. And, and sitting right next to me was an old lady, an old man, coughing with tuberculosis. <laughs> and I'm with my dunda. I used to carry my stick around. And I'm in that back seat. And, you know, it's kind of, you know, real, but I was so happy because I realized the difficulty I was performing was in my, my service to Prabhupada. And it was also a demonstration of that because I'm not doing this for myself, riding in an Indian train in the back seat, <laughs> two people. So there's this conjunction of sometimes difficulty and suffering being God's mercy because it's elevating your consciousness. Now, it's very interesting. He's talking about that intimate relationship with God. That God's giving him difficulty, giving the Pandavas difficulty. And, and, and he, he gave for two reasons, which is interesting. One is glorification and one is for their benefit. The benefit is that what comes to us is for us to give us a realization we need to come to a higher level of consciousness. To come to a higher level of consciousness. And I've said this many times looking back the, real, the fruit of that difficulty was a realization that became the component of our consciousness that elevated it to a higher level of, of, of perception and contentment. And when you realize 
how valuable is that higher level of perception and contentment is, then you only look at the difficulties as the price that you were paying. And without them, you couldn't buy these realizations and these difficult, these realizations that you get. So you look at it in a completely different way. So interesting that Hanuman's saying, I mean, it, 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 his lamentation, Hanuman, was that he was in separation from God. That God kind of went back to his spiritual world and left him on one planet to just, you know, preach Krishna consciousness, basically. Or and uh, so he was, you know, lamenting in that way, but easily pointing to the Pandavas, who, who's, and we're going to read about their intimacy with God. You know, there was such a um, um, deep, intimate relationship, which is not in a bad way, but I'm using the word enviable, to have that kind of level of, have that kind of level of, um, have that kind of level of um well, it's so valuable so we'll read on and and, and so so that and, and it described this is given by the super soul so it, when you you look can look at your difficulties as specifically given by god he witnesses our activities in the previous life understands what understandings are lacking in our consciousness to make us more selfless and loving, then manifests as kala or time and organizes circumstances in the future to teach us the lessons that will give us the realizations that he saw that we were lacking. And, and you have to you, you have to um, really understand that. In difficulty, self-pity is debilitating because then you, you um, become a, a victim and therefore don't place any responsibility on yourself for your happiness. You place it on others. You know, I'm not happy, I'm not this because of external to me, and therefore you can't control it. So self-pity and, and victim consciousness is really debilitating because you lose your agency to change your life. And that's one weakness. I'm not making a complete comparison. If the wealth, if a welfare state becomes too much patronizing, it can debilitate the very people they're trying to help because they they lose their initiative. They're expecting the help to come from outside, and it's a balance because if you, if you don't help the poor and don't give them chances to move up. There's one thing of having initiative, but there's also having opportunity and it has to be a balance of those two and a proper thing. If there's just initiative, if there's just um, no opportunity, then people will just be frustrated and, and they'll rebel. And things usually get worse. And if there's no initiative, people will lose their ability to move forward. So, yeah. So, um, 
so this kala, this, this time, you have to, you, you, when things come to you, there shouldn't be victimhood or self-pity. There should be understanding that it's the mercy of God. He's just trying to point us in things that we can't hear. This is what you need to work on. This is what you need to learn. This is what you need to move forward. And if God just move, if God as a foolish person thinks is merciful when he moves the world according to our desires, that's not merciful because if he does that, you'll get in the consciousness that I'm the controller. And you'll, you'll, you'll cover your consciousness from the feelings of God's energy and love. Let's say, oh, God's merciful. And, and he moves everything according to our desires. And that's, that, that, that proves that God exists because he's making me happy. But he's not making you happy because that's not happiness. Happiness is our consciousness. And we can lose our initiative in that way too. So, and, so you have to explain the super soul. Um, how God was merciful to them by purifying their consciousness by difficulties. He was also merciful to them externally. Pandavas by overtly loving them so much by the mood of service. God serves the devotees because he can't enjoy love unless you love the people that love you. That's how you really enjoy love. So God loves the devotees. That's part of his lila or pastime. That's how he's relishing him love. Because he loves the devotees, then when they serve him, that's the real pleasure. So it's not that just God is receiving love, he's loving. And that's especially demonstrated with the Pandavas, because he was helping them in every way possible. So it's described in this verse Suratyam Parshadatvam Cha Sevanam Mantri Dutate Virasana. Nugamane chakre stuti natir api. He acted as their servant, advisor, messenger, charioteer, and court attendant. He kept watch for them at night, followed them on procession, and even offered them praise and obeisances. So, he, he loved them in, 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 by giving and by taking away. <laughs> when God is merciful, he takes away. But that means he also gives. All it means is that when God is merciful, he'll do whatever it can to bring you closer to him. So it says when God is mercy, he takes away. It's not that that's all that's happening. He can also give. Not only did Lord Krishna look after the Pandavas as an invisible super soul, that was described in the last verse, but he also dealt with them in various public exchanges of love. So he had the invisible love as super soul, Kala, time, Vishnu, arranging everything to glorify them and benefit them. And also... He dealt with the devotees publicly by, by reciprocating with them. Sometimes he drove Arjuna's chariot. And I mentioned before, that's so significant because the first place in both the Bhagavad Gita written by Krishna and the Bhagavatam, the book about Krishna, the first time you see Krishna is in the same place, on the chariot showing his supremacy of personality because he's taking a low position but he's taking a high position a high manifestation of his love that he serves his devotees in Yudhisthira's court he sat at the head of the assembly of devotees like an intimate servant he anticipated the Pandava's wish 
And at the Rajasuya sacrifice, he humbly washed the feet of every guest. He gave personal counsel to Yudhisthira and carried messages for him. On occasion, he would stand guard all night with sword in hand, and he would follow Yudhisthira in procession and offer words of praise like an ordinary subordinate. All Vaishnavas take delight in hearing the glories of the Pandavas. But one who has a special relationship with the Pandavas, like their grandson Parikshit, spontaneously feels special ecstasy from such hearing. As Sri Sutta Goswami describes in the first canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam, Saratya Parashad Sevana Sakya Marge Prickett heard that Lord Vishnu, Krishna, Krishna Vishnu, who was universally obeyed out of his causeless mercy, rendered all kinds of service to the malleable sons of Pandu. The Lord accepted posts ranging from charioteer driver to president to messenger, friend, and night watchman, according to the will of the Pandavas, obeying them like a servant and offering obeisances like one younger in years. When Maharaj Prickett heard this, he became overwhelmed with devotion to the lotus feet of the Lord. So that's so beautiful and sweet. God's love, not just accepting love, not just manifesting opulences and power, but reciprocating with his devotees. The verse spoken here by Hanuman does not explicitly mention the friendship between Krishna and the Pandavas, because all their exchanges were effects of this underlying relationship. Next verse, Kim va sasneha karteyat teisham nacharati prabhu seva sakyam priyatvam tad anyonyam bhati vismitam Okay, let's get my head around this verse here. Out of his affectionate concern for him. So Kartiat, because of his anxious concern, sa sneha, with affection. What would the Lord not do? He was seen taking the combined roles of their servant, companion, dearmost friend, and they took the same roles for him. So, as I mentioned in the Gita, it mentions three words that Krishna is Krishna is responsive. He's actually responsive. He reciprocates. That's what a person does. So he loves his devotees. So he's taking any role. Because you see, it, it it's very intimate. So Krishna can it's a it's 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 a familiar familiar relationship. So there's real some kind of some bunda here. So he, he he does anything that pleases them. So there's so much energy of prema flowing. And, and, and Hanuman is, is, is noticing this. This is just so intimate. For the Pandavas, Krishna tolerated Bhishma's attacking and wounding him. Right? In the battlefield of Kurukshetra. For the Pandavas, Krishna broke his promise not to fight at Kurukshetra. In fact, for the Pandavas, Krishna would do anything. He breaks his promise. He kind of risks his life, if you can understand that in, in a way. But a skeptic might ask, although God is kind to all his creatures and certainly can be friendly to his devotees, why should he demean himself by trusting ordinary mortals and acting as their servant? 
Here Hanuman resolves such doubt. Krishna's various services for the Pandavas were not superficial show, but expressions of his true feelings. So this is what Hanuman is saying. Krishna had so much love for them, he would do anything for them. How much mercy is that? How intimate is that? He was not at one moment posing at a friend, but being unwilling to serve. There's no difference. So he's a friend, but he's also, he'll serve them. He doesn't make distinction. At another moment, appearing willing to serve, but not showing friendship. At another moment, showing friendship without genuine concern. And he's not like that. And, and, and another showing loving concern. He's not like that. Not like and you know, and, and love has to be consistent. That's why if you worship the deity and you go outside and disrespect the devotees, you don't get any benefit from the deity worship. Because Krishna's in everyone's heart. So it'd be like a man and a woman have a relationship, and in public, in one place in public, they're very loving. And then at home, they're nasty to each other. <laughs> it's not love. Love is consistent. It has to be manifest in every circumstance. Otherwise, it's not love. Loving one place and not loving another place, loving in one thing, it's mixed with something else. It's manorite dasati. It's a mental thing. It's not a heartfelt thing. So it's not Krishna. There's no... With the Pandavas, he'll do anything. Krishna's dealing with the Pandavas ever was always free from duplicity. And the feelings were mutual. The Pandavas were ready to sacrifice anything for the happiness of Krishna. So such a powerful. Yes, ya santata vasena sayesham. Raja Annika Tapovanam Maharshinam Abhudva Satapapalam. Because the Lord resides constantly with the Pandavas, their capital city has become like a sacred forest where great sages perform austerities. And residing in that city awards one the same pious benefits as performing austere acts of penance. Very powerful to live in a holy place. Because you're going to be purified one way or another. Prabhupada was talking in his room when he was in Vrindavan. He said, you know, even a dog in Vrindavan goes back to Godhead. Well, look how much they suffer, though. <laughs> so you can, that's why you have to move fast. That's why going around the hill is good, because you're going with the energy of service to God. So it, the, the, Govardhan becomes the most pleasant place. When you settle into your ordinary egotistical lives, that energy is antithetical or opposing it. And then you start to feel it's a very, very difficult place. And that's why, in one sense, not many devotees actually stay here. Because it's not easy, because Krishna tests you. You say, oh, I'm coming because I want to serve you. Oh, yeah? And then the difficulty comes. Is that why you're here? Or you're here just for your enjoyment? If you're here for your enjoyment, when the difficulties come, you'll leave. <laughs> So he tests his devotees. Many renowned sages visited the Pandavas capital, Hastinapur, to see Sri Krishna because they knew very well that seeing him is the perfection of all austerities. As Dara told Yudhishthir, Yuyam, near Loke, but the Buri Bhaga, Lokan, Punana, Muneo, Bianti. Yesham Grihan Avasatiti Sakshad Kudham Param Brahma Manushalingam. 
all of you Pandavas are extremely fortunate. For the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, lives in your palace like a human being, just like a human being. Great saintly persons know this very well, and therefore they constantly visit this house. Bhagavatam 7.10.48 For devotees of Krishna, tapas refers not so much to troublesome austerities of the body as to one-pointed concentration of the mind. So in the 11th canto, I read this definition of austerity in devotional service that I've always remembered. Despite the irrational impulses of the mind and senses, you engage in, in devotional service. So you don't feel like it, but you do it. And that really purifies you. Tapo divyam yena kaputra sattvam yasmad brahmasokyam that really purifies you. So this is the real austerity. Surrendering to Guru and Krishna and performing devotional service. And the inconveniences will come from that that will detach you from the body. And for his pure devotees, fixing the mind on Krishna is not an austerity at all, but the highest pleasure. For the Vaishnavas and Hastinapur, the invaluable fruit of tapas, satapafalam, was to be able to see him constantly, sometimes physically, but always in their hearts. So describing where they lived, and Krishna's with them, and then the great sages are coming there. Okay, we'll do one more verse for today. Sri Parikshit Uvacha. Shrinvan idam Krishna padabjala salo dvaravati santata vasalampata uttaya chotaya mudantarantara shri naradom rityad alam sahunkatam. Sikh Prikshit said, now, what happens? Narada hears this. He hears this message. And Narada is the great Acharya. And regardless whatever level of devotion you're on, the thing you're, you're most attached to is Sadhu Sangha. And you become very eager for it. And that eagerness in the heart then somehow attracts it. So Sri Prikshit said, upon hearing these words, Sri Narada become, became uncontrollably eager to see the lotus feet of Krishna. Uncontrollably eager. <clears throat> Lalasa. Santata. Again, uncontrollably eager. He simply wanted to go to Dwarka and live there forever. He stood up, sat down, stood up again. He danced enthusiastically, filled with inner joy, and made loud cries. So whom kritam, along with cries, and anityat alam, and he danced unreservedly. Hearing the description of the glories of Krishna and his beloved devotees, Narada remembered how much he enjoyed staying in Dwarka whenever he could. Govinda Bhuja Guptayam Dvarakayam Kuru Dvaha Abatsin Narado Bhikshnam Krishna Pasanalalasa. Eager to engage in the worship of Lord Krishna, O best of the Kurus. Narada Muni stayed for some time in Dwaraka, which is always protected by the arms of Govinda, Bhagavatam, 11.2.1. Though Hanuman was still speaking, Narada could not help but erupt him, interrupt him with shouts of joy. By this time, Narada's 
ecstasy became uncontrollable. So on Sunday, we'll read about Narada's ecstasy. Um, okay, Jamunajaya, you have some. Hey, Kishiraj. Hey, guys. <laughs> well, oh, wow. You do have a full house today, Mirage. Wonderful. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hare Krishna. I, I'm really just loving what you said about the the dangers of victimhood, that it takes the power of you changing the circumstance out of your hands instead of realizing that it's in, that that it's not it's it's not out there. It's internal, and thus I'm doing it to me, and that I have the power then to to turn things around. I really appreciated that so much because um, I never really. I, I, I understood victimhood was not a great thing, but you articulated so well why yeah, this it is, is the this is the reason why it, it's government has to be very careful to balance giving people reasonable opportunity and not renew, uh, uh, ruining their initiative. Right, it's like right. like Baltimore's receives billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars. And, it, and what happens? It, it never, never regenerates. Right. So it has to be that balance that, you know, you can't leave people without opportunity because they become so frustrated. You know, you have to give them opportunity. But at the same time, you have to be careful not to rob them of initiative or put them in that consciousness. Yeah. So, yeah. I like I like that point, too. Yeah. Gail, thank you, Mariah. Yeah, anything here? Hi, Krishna. For um, more, sorry. Um, yeah, but I, I, I don't think we can say enough or repeat enough the fact that the love between Krishna and his devotees is mutual. You know, because I think we have we hear so much about just one side. You know, about how we have to love Krishna. We have to love Krishna. We have to love Krishna. But yeah. You know, Krishna loves us too. So I like that. You know, one thing, Maharaj, I mean, if this is too much of a tangent, it's okay. But you did mention the fact that, you know, when we're talking about Krishna's bhutis, there's, you know, there's only one, let me see, one over in this world, there's three over in the spiritual world, but it's not exactly mathematical, you're saying. I was wondering if you felt like, you know, explaining that. Mathematic when when things are you know unlimited, <laughs> yeah. But there's some kind of concept that God's real energy and real potency is fully manifest and in full abundance in the spiritual world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're only seeing it kind of dumbed down here or minimized here in this world. It's just not very okay. That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> that's a very nice way to put it. It's dumped down in this world. <laughs> okay, thank you, Marish. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you dumbed down the concept for me to understand it too. <laughs> okay, anyone else like to say hello, share realization? This is Krishnamrita. Thank you so much for the class. I love very much to hear that love um, makes us humble. <laughs> so yeah, love. Humble. and yeah. gives us shelter. Shelter, and, um, as you said, we feel sheltered. We feel sheltered. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Love makes us humble. Love is an act of humility. It's embracing humility and understanding the value of humility. Anybody else? Say hello. Hare Krishna Gumaraj, Toto Gopinath here. So great to hear from you. And uh can't wait to get to the Govardhan Hilton. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. We just installed air conditioning in the Govardhan Hilton. We upgraded the <laughs> kitchen. Um and this is there's an Italian devotee in Vrindavan. 
Raja Devi introduced her to me, and she's very saintly, and she's dedicated herself to cooking gourmet pasad for the Vaishnavas. She Dina Bandha is a wow. special dad. She cooks from every day, but she can she can cook anything, gluten-free, this free, that free, and make it really nice. So she found a place, I guess, that delivers organic stuff. And she sent me a bag of the most, those red grapes, the most delicious organic red, you know. So there's really a lot of opulence now here at the Govardhan Hilton. And there's persimmon fruits that are in now, right? And the, the guavas are, are, are nice. So, yeah. And we have Excellent. we have a we have a per, we have a chef here. He he cooks nicely. We we had Jai Jagannath came back yesterday from preaching in Europe, and we had lasagna. What is what were those potatoes called? Fish mac potatoes, a thing. We had fresh cooked. We have an oven. Mm, we have an oven now. Fresh cooked bread. So we're just. Serving Krishna very humbly here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anybody else? Say, like to say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj. I got your letter. I didn't get a chance to answer it yet. In the next few days, I will. Okay? Thank you okay. very much. That's very kind of you. Thank you. Okay, Hare Krishna. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Garage. It's Logavinda. Thank you for class. We'll see you soon. Looking forward to it very much. I'm going to our main man, Raghunath Vrindavan's house. We're going to do a initiation there at his oh, house. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. It's, it's really going to be nice. Okay. Anybody else? Say hello. Hare Krishna, Maharaj. It's Yvette. Yvette, you're on a roll. You're on, on all the classes. That's I'm, great. I'm sneaking on from uh, work. I'm at work right now, and um, I just had um, tears of gratitude because I really do feel Krishna's love. You know, I've been going through some stuff. My father left his body on the 13th, and um, I know, like, you know, I know Krishna's with me. That's Thank great. you for class. That's great. Thanks, Yvette. Okay. Thank you. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for class. Hey, very good. Good to see you. That's nice. Wow. Mm. Very nice. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj. Okay, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Good. One or two more, say hello, and then we'll end today. Okay, I look at the whole list there. I see all the devotees that are there. Thank you all for coming, and we'll see you on Sunday. Vanchakopa to Bistaka.